Oh, jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another something-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I'm Chewy. Hi, Chewy. Hello. And over there is Squee. Hi, Squee. Wait. Wait. Hi, Squee. Yay. Uh, you'll notice Clues isn't with us. It's because Clues had a date with a comet. I forget the damn the name of the comet, though. Comet Neowise. Yeah. Also known as uh, C slash 2020 F3. It was discovered in uh, late March. And it's going to be disappearing for apparently 6,800 years. So Lucky. set your calendar if you missed it. Yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna be leaving sometime soon, and this is the last clear night that was forecast for clues before it goes away. Yeah. And so clues was like, "All right, can we get done early?" And then later he was like, "What if I'm just not there?" And we're like, "Yeah, the, being an astrophysicist, I think the comet's slightly more important. Go get him." Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I promise people on Twitter will still be mad tomorrow. Like. This is not a limited time thing. It's true. <laughs> I did get the number for this show, right? It is 694. It is. Okay, good. Uh, it's been so long since we did an episode of Monday Night Magic because there's been no news that I forgot how to Monday Night Magic. Someone were doing Mad Libs, right? Uh, sure, yeah. You got one All handy? Right, uh, Mike's turn? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, so the big news for today, of course, is the BNR update that just happened today. It's the reason we're doing a show. Take that cards. Yeah. So uh, several things that aren't standard got hit today: historic, pioneer, modern, and pauper. Uh, historic, really, only two things changed. Uh, Agent of Treachery, Winota Joiner of Forces, and Fires of Invention were just straight banned before they were suspended. Escalation. But now they're not suspended, because suspended means banned for now. We might bring it back, we might not. Well, now they might not. Or will, <laughs> will not. Not currently planning on maybe. Exactly. Uh, but the actual changes were Nexus of Fate, banned, but and man. Burning Tree Emissary is suspended. You're on notice. Which I know caught a lot of people off guard. I mean, but... you can explode pretty quick with those. I remember the misery of going up against the people that somehow drafted like seven of them. Hmm. Excuse me, I was yawning to try to pop my ear and it wouldn't pop. I'm getting that, that popcorn thing in one ear, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like one big pop, one big yawn and, and pop it should fix it, but it won't. Have you tried getting in an airplane? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wise. Because Ted Cruz might be on it not wearing a mask. Oh, that would be devastating. Yeah. Ew. Uh, but as it said, they have noticed that with Winota and Agent and Fires all banned, the things are better. So, they're just banning them for reals? Yep. 
Oh, and you will be receiving wild cards for those, so yay. In case you were wondering what the difference is. Let's see here. Uh, Nexus of Fate decks are just out of control, which I think they've been sort of almost problematic for a while. But I could definitely see that given the card pool. Yeah. But it says Wilderness Reclamation and Nexus of Fate are the two main cards enabling this most played deck. But Wilderness Reclamation is only in this deck, whereas Nexus of Fate is just always a problem. So (laughs) they're just going to go ahead and get rid of Nexus and get riddance to uh, that nonsense. Yep. But then, Burning Tree Emissary, uh, because of a Gruul aggro deck, which, as someone who doesn't play Historic, this caught me completely off guard. And I saw Magic players on Twitter, like, the named Magic players, not like, you know, Rando Steve, who's different than Steve on the bus. Yeah, that is proper Steve. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, I saw like actual like well-known Magic players going, I don't get it. And then I saw others going, oh, thank God, Gruul is taking a hit. And I went, sure. oh, all right. Checks out. So it's that means Magic... Oh, I did the okay sign. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, yeah. Let me think. Let, everything. Hey, let's do that. So good job. Everything everything's good now. Yeah. I am I am not one of those people. I apologize. Those bastards have taken gestures from us. But anyway, uh what am I doing? That completely threw me off. Um Gruel took a hit. Yeah, Gruel took a hit. Right, 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 right. But anyway, they're they're seeing that uh They're hoping that there's a possibility that the meta could shift so that Burning Tree Emissary could come back. That's why it's just suspended, not banned. I think this is actually one of the better examples of what you can do with a suspend list. Because we were pretty, like, eye when they first announced they were doing things like that. But I think putting a card on notice, because, like, realistically, Burning Tree Emissary is not going to be the centerpiece of a deck, but it will definitely make a good deck more consistent and better. Because yeah. it just gets more things out. So if you ban it, theoretically the exact same deck could exist, but not fall apart and just not be as good. And here it's like, well, we'll just put it over in timeout and we'll see what happens. And then we can pull it back out if it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that is historic. Uh, I'm actually going to jump over Pioneer for a moment. Modern Arkham's Astrolabe has been banned. And I think anyone that plays or is vaguely aware of modern will be like oh thank god <laughs> because it's uh it's just everywhere and because okay that's weird oh well hmm. it works there what the auto card is only working on some of these links Otherwise, 
I'm just getting the card back. Like, the magic back. That's weird. Anyway, well, this one works. But yeah, Arkham's Astrolabe is... You remember that bizarre little artifact that costs a snow mana? And that draws you a card and filters mana. Well... Uh, oh, it is the apostrophe. Yeah, you can you can see the difference if you look closely. That's weird. What button are yeah. you pressing to get two different apostrophes? That's what I want to know. It's a copy-paste problem. So they're copy I would wager that from... they were copying one of them and it was pasting as plain text and one of them it was pasting as font text, which can screw up with things like that. Oh. That's so weird. Yeah. It's kind of like how sometimes you'll get the directly vertical quotes and other times you get like the fancy hooked ones in the same font. Like Yeah, and the directly characters. vertical one is the one that works. Yeah. I think that's what's going on here. I think the ones that are slightly tilted are breaking. That is accurate. But we've known that uh, apostrophes have been the bane of uh, Gatherer for literal years. Yeah. So it's good to know that some things never change and can't get fixed. Some consistency, right? Yeah. And that things are consistently awful. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they're saying that some of the variants of decks using Arkham... Damn it. Using the Astrolabe are approaching a 55% non-mirror, non-mirror match win rate. And it's it's mostly... Arkham's Astrolabe in the early game, and then you use it to play stuff across all colors and whatever. Whenever you get a cheap artifact that just makes things more smooth for everyone, you're, you're going to see everyone play it. And eventually they're like, I don't like that. Yeah. So That also means that without the Astrolabe, normal basic lands can come back to modern. So everyone has been playing Snowlands. I mean, there's very little reason not to. Exactly. Hey! <clears throat> what if you're allergic to snowlands? Hmm? <laughs> um, that's the reason not to. Ow. Uh, you might also have a job in looking for fake cards. Huh. But it also says it leads to other synergies by being a cheap artifact permanent, and it can be blinked or recurred for card advantage. Just on top of the mana fixing and card draw in the early game. Uh, They also said they're keeping an eye on it in Legacy. For similar reasons. But the play rates and win rates don't warrant it at this time. So, But they're they're watching. Yep. And then in Pauper, they're uh, getting rid of Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary. I don't even know what Mystic Sanctuary does. Okay, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other islands. And when it enters untapped, you can get an instant or sorcery from graveyard to top of library. Oh. Okay. So yeah, the expedition map is to try to shave some uh, points off of Tron, because Tron is Tron is Tron. And it's always a problem all the time everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, Expedition Map is a nice, cheap, easy way to Tron. So let's get rid of that. 
And then, what does it say about Mystic Sanctuary? It's proving to be another key contributor of negative pressure on the metagame by enabling endgame loops. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, there you yeah, go. I, yeah, I think the example in the chat was Ghostly Flicker, and that makes sense. Blink two things. Ah. Let's get a card. Like, say, a Ghostly Flicker back. Yeah, that is kind of awful. Uh, they also point out that they're uh, keeping an eye on Growth ah. Spiral. What? In this view, I am Clues. Oh, whoops. It's funnier this way. I have his power now. I can check the sky. Huh, there's a ceiling in the way. I'm bad Why at do this. I not have an option to change that? Ah, oh, there it is. Thank you, thank you. I, I'd forgotten about that. That means the last time we did a two-man show, it was you that was missing. Probably. You bastard. That sounds right. But anyway, they're they're keeping an eye on uh, Growth Spiral, but it looks like the meta's shifting away from that in Standard. So, overall, they're okay with Standard right now. Life is peachy, blah, 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 blah. Now, let's go up to the one that has people actually angry. Uh, In Pioneer, they have unbanned Oath of Nyssa. Yay! (laughs) Well, Uh, if you ban enough other green cards... It's true, yeah. They said, uh, other cards used by green ramp decks have been banned, including Once Upon a Time, Veil of Summer, and, of course, Oko, Thief of Metas. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition, the release of new sets has added power to other archetypes and generally expanded possibilities for deck building. The metagame is now in a place where we feel that the unbanning, that unbanning Oath of Nyssa is a reasonable step to take as far as adding some power back to Nykthos ramp decks and other archetypes that revolve around key creatures, lands, or planeswalkers. Makes sense. Like, if you remember at the time that they banned her, or her, they banned uh, Oath of Nyssa, it was... it was necessary. <laughs> but nowadays, well, probably not. special last year, okay? Do what? Green in general was special for, like, that year. It's very true. And it was looking for ways to take things apart that weren't killing decks, and that was one of the things. Yeah. Now, that doesn't hasn't upset people as far as I've noticed. What has upset people is this. I'm just going to read this. We are otherwise generally happy with the shape of the metagame in Pioneer, with the most played decks each having strengths and weaknesses against each other. We're keeping an eye on the populations of combo decks in the environment... Although the perception that combo decks have dominant win rates isn't backed up by is missing isn't backed up by Magic Online play data. We're also seeing a variety of lesser played decks having success, which indicates that the metagame may continue to shift. So it says the perception that combo decks have dominant win rates is wrong. And yet I've seen a lot of Pioneer players pointing out that inverter decks 
are so bad and so oppressive that Pioneer events aren't firing! When people literally can't go anywhere and do anything else, and they're still not playing Pioneer, right? Maybe that's something. So I'm I'm beginning to wonder if like Watsi working from home has made it so they don't think about these things the same way anymore. Because they just look at the data and be like, "It's fine," but well, but nobody's playing. I think it's also one of those bits where if if you have a format, like a magical format where everything is in parity and like nothing is actually broken and running away with it, but people have a really negative experience against certain decks every time, then they might not have the win rate that makes them broken, but they'll feel awful every time you see them. And that exactly. could be skewing things enough that like even if that wasn't the case i don't know like i don't know that that's the world of banning but i mean watsy has made changes for that reason in the past they've definitely gotten rid of things simply because they were misery yeah it's usually combo one-sided things that do that either completely oppressive control or completely one-sided combo decks with like no interaction in either case are usually the things that lead to that yeah and also gothic thank you for that 32 month resub Uh -uh. but like okay i don't play pioneer and have no interest in it what is the combo it's the inverter and uh what's the other thing Cautiously I can't. looks at chat for information. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have any knowledge of this. Inverter of Truth. is Oracle. Thank you. And how many, how many cards is that? Um, I'm counting. I'm counting. I'm gonna go with a dose. Yeah, that's a good number of cards for your combo. Uh, yeah, many and not one. <laughs> so that's hmm. That's that's a problem. But apparently that's fine. And the fact that oh I know. I get it now. If the events don't fire, then that means those decks won't get a high enough win rate to warrant banning. I mean Galaxy Brain. I, I do love logical fallacies backing information in this day and age. Um, so yeah i don't know the fact that we'll never see data means we also just don't ever know what is what constitutes what and what they're looking at that we aren't seeing but public perception of this being a real problem is not nothing and if it's not firing that's definitely something so even if you had an absolutely perfectly balanced format that no one wants to play you still have a problem Exactly. So, yeah. Hopefully they'll pull their head out of their asses at some point and, I don't know, 
talk to people. <laughs> Focus group. Yeah, like... I promise there are opinions on the internet. You don't even have to look for them. They'll just find you. Oh, God, yeah, you don't even have to ask. They just hit you in the face. But, like, it trips me out to see players who describe themselves as pioneer players going, Really? What the hell, Watsy? Like, all of them. I, I didn't see any dissenting opinions. Granted, I have unfollowed a fair amount of magic people in uh, recent months. Yeah. But, like, I didn't see any... Oh, it's not that bad. Not a one on Twitter today. I didn't look that hard, but, like, just in my daily scrolling, I saw a lot of people going, What the hell? No inverter. And, like, nobody going, That's fine. All of these others, I saw both sides of 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 uh, both of those, like, yes and no, and what? I saw all of that for all of the bands except for the Pioneer format, where it was all, what? <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm now hmm. imagining, like, the, you know, the organized playroom of just being the the dog where everything is fine and it's on fire but instead of like flames it's just a whole bunch of broken cards and probably half of them are green um <laughs> and it's just is kind of putting itself together like that yeah okay so that's the BNR update yep that's that's what's happened uh i'm going to jump down to the bottom of the show notes to do the other oldest thing here. And that is the June state of the game for arena. Uh, let's see. It's coming on Mac or did it already? It did, but I saw a lot of people both in my discord server and in on Twitter, not being able to get it to play on Mac, despite mm-hmm. It being there, so hmm, that's a problem. Uh, let's see here. I didn't read this at all before the show. I read it back when it was new. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Which was uh, yeah. oh god, June. Yeah, it's like three weeks ago. So give me a second. Pack collation and reprints. Okay, so if you're if you already have a playset of reprinted card, then you'll receive they're adjusting the rate that you'll receive those cards in store boosters. So if it's already got the same if it's the same card with the same art, then it's a full reprint and you will get those less frequently. Actually, you'll only get them after you've received playsets of all the other rares and mythic rares. Which is the same thing to do with a card with a card if it's banned in standard. Okay. That's kinda nice. Okay, yeah, it, it seems like it says that twice, but hmm. Uh it's because you um have all of the other bullets already, so it's allowed to do it slightly differently. Fair enough. Alright, so doesn't change limited boosters, because that would be stupid. Only for things you buy to crack. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that seems all fine. Uh, Jumpstart shows up in three days. And you remember we, we told you there were cards that were leaving from Jumpstart and being replaced by other things? Well, we don't have reasons, but we do have a list of the cards. Yeah. So Chain Lightning and Lightning Bolt are both being replaced with Lightning Strike. Ooh, that's... That's a that hurts. I mean, this is specifically so that historic doesn't die, right? I think so. Yeah. Like goblin lore is being replaced with goblin oriflam, which is not similar in the slightest. Yeah. But that probably makes sense. So yeah, if uh, you want to see that list, there's a link in the show notes. There's no sense in going through all of these uh, on Monday Night Magic. Mausoleum Turkey. Delicious. Huh. The Fadia Seer is being replaced with the Dryad Green Seeker. Probably because it doesn't say draw a card? Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway. And then... Yeah, the Brawler's Guild Hall is no more, but you know that already because it happened like two weeks ago. Now it's just Brawl. There's just Brawl now. So you know that. Yay. And then... Rotation changes... Uh, let's see here. There will be new player decks. You have additional messaging in-game when purchasing a booster or crafting a card from one of the rotating sets. Oh, you'll get a pop-up. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Amonkhet Remastered is uh, coming in August. Is it in Glorious 1080p? I don't know. It says it'll be arriving in August, adding an additional, adding an additional 300-plus cards to Historic. That seems big. Was Amonkhet that big? Uh, it sounds about right. I mean, it was a big set. I mean, they're all big sets, but it's called Amonkhet Remastered, which leads me to believe that it's, like, probably cards from Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation, maybe at once? I could see them doing that. Hmm. I could see them taking the most relevant cards of the two of them and putting them in at once rather than coding in everything from both of them individually. Which is what they said they were going to be doing as they go backwards towards uh, Pioneer. Yeah. Is doing, like, greatest hits from sets instead of entire sets. I mean, that's a good idea, but... And chat is explaining that they still haven't explained really what that is. Oh, good. So I just haven't missed it. They just haven't said. Yes. Hmm. Oh, and there were some random improvements. Whatever, whatever. Don't care. Okay. So there you go. Plus, you can get a puppy wearing a lei, apparently. Or a wolf. Or a wolf puppy. How adorable. Anyway, so there you go. There's your month-old arena news. (laughs) Sorry. Not quite a month. It's less than a month. 21 Um, days old. Shut up. Okay, let's see here. Let's put this at the end. 
Alright, so... You want to do what we usually do on Monday Night Magic and complain about how Watsy sucks? I mean, I got I got a few minutes, sure. Alright. So... Hey, how do you feel about do what? How do you feel about Watsy? Watsy sucks. Oh, okay, cool. Checks out. Yeah, so, yeah, Watsy, Wizards of the Coast, has over the last... God, since la- the end of last year, it seems like really been just outing themselves as a terrible company. And here's yet another couple of examples. Yep, there's more than one. There's more than one. Uh, So, Lisbeth Eden, who is a content creator, was kicked out of the creator program, quote, because I apparently sexualized Magic the Gathering and that's not allowed. She goes on to say, okay, so how about the artists who've posted the same things? It's cool because they're drawings? Very nice. And, yeah, so Elizabeth Eden is, uh... She has committed the cardinal sin of being comfortable with her body and having an OnlyFans. (gasps) On the internet? On the internet. Aw, man. But that's where I get my religious values. Wait. (laughs) So, yeah, none of her... Now, remember, the creator program? This also kicked off a giant discussion about if the creator program is worth anything at all. Spoilers, it's not. But uh, the creator program is... Shouldn't be called the uh, creator program. It should be called the arena streamer program. Because all it is is for streaming Magic Arena. And they give the streamers codes to use for themselves and codes to give out to their audience. And I think that's it. I think that's, Oh, and it gets you access to the early access streaming thing, which is the day before the set drops. And I'm pretty sure that's it. It's yeah. If I recall correctly, it boils down to, we sure would like it. If people continue to promote us for free, Oh, hey, here's the thing we can say. And that's exactly what it is. Um, And again, it's only for streamers streaming Magic Arena. That's it. But yeah, she made a... a Well, she and the proxy guy, you know him on Twitter? uh, Made a fake Magic card that had her as the artwork, a photo of her as the artwork, and she was... uh, provocatively dressed or not dressed um she was beyond the limit of what you would get away with in public yeah but it was all you know it was still pg-13 there were no you know nipples and vaginas just hanging out in in the open air for all to see kind of like if you remember um 90s comic books where you would see a character naked, but you wouldn't see any details. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Who's who's the guy who did uh, Youngblood? That was Liefeld, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was Liefeld. I don't remember any feet. <laughs> Sounds right. I'm sorry that you said that so matter-of-factly to call me completely off guard. 
That's fair. <laughs> and yes, confirmed, Liefeld. Yeah, I yeah. pulled up the cover, and there are no feet. Yep, everything is accurate. Carry on. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, she, she goes on to say that uh, she's consistently positive in the MTG community and significantly less vulgar and controversial than lots of sponsored creators... But because there are photos of me with cleavage, I'm not allowed to even be part of the creator program. And yeah, like I said, this kicked off a large discussion about is the creator program even worth thinking about ever? It's not. No, it's... uh, It's creating a classification of people that you can then exclude. Yeah. And like... The first thing I thought of when I saw this was the Steve Argyle, sexy uh, Chandra Liliana playmat. Right. And not even like the extra lewd one, just the just the, the one. The original one that had its controversy. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, does, does Argyle still do Watsy art? So I pulled up Steve Argyle in Gatherer. And it took a while, but I found he did have two pieces in Throne of Eldraine. It looks like he doesn't do as much as he used to, but he's still a magic artist. So, like... (laughs) I remember, like, when that happened, Watsi was upset with him. Yeah. But, like, that was not the end of anything. It was just like, hey, um, don't. Could, Could you not? Yeah. Don't do that. So, yeah. Now, there are a lot of uh, screen caps of, like, over-sexualized magic art that have popped up in replies to this because, you know, there's a lot. Hey, I was in that one. You were, yeah. Oh, and there's there's what I was looking for. Yeah, Earthbind. You gotta have Earthbind. Earthbind is the go-to example whenever people talk about inappropriate magic art. Yeah, for or the reason. Elvis Ranger. Yeah, it's it's those two. Now, granted, these are uh, these are very old. It's true. But still, there's there's a lot, and Watsi has claimed that they're trying to back off on some of that over-sexualizing of female characters, and I think. The art basically has recently. Um, uh, one of the things that I will give magic art credit for is that when it comes to fantasy art, magic art tends to be at the much better end of things for especially treatment of like female characters. Like it's not perfect. There's always room for improvement. But when you're comparing it against like Blizzard. anything else. <laughs> It's usually doing pretty good. And admittedly, this is coming from someone who watches anime where this has been completely shameless forever. And I I really appreciate the fact that, like, Elspeth is wearing armor. Full armor. Yeah. <laughs> like, not boob bikini armor, not any of that nonsense, but, like, armor. Uh, they definitely have their, like, male and female gaze art, but... Armor is armor. Generally speaking, whatever people are wearing vaguely makes sense for where they are, which is more than I can say about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but they have their history of mistakes. <laughs> and yeah. let's not forget 
the hero of Bladehold. Mm. Hang on, let me let me pull that up real quick, just in case anyone doesn't doesn't know. Hero of Bladehold. Yeah, that's wait. That's Scryfall. That's not the art I was thinking of. Oh yes, the Magic Online promo. That's the one I was thinking of. I don't even know if I can show this on stream, honestly. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's the exception of that stuff. Like neither one of the Hero of Bladehold arts are the kind of thing that I was just complimenting them for. Uh, no, <laughs> no, those are battle bikinis again. Um, but they're kind of exceptions in the grand scheme of their art yeah and chat just pointed out if watsy's gonna get in a huff over uh whoop over her stuff they should go get on those folks that make those super i don't know how to pronounce that anime play mats and sleeves what it's etchy it's the way that japanese people pronounce letter h super etchy okay what does that mean i'm guessing it means you know boobtacular and Yes, it's sexualized art. Ah, okay, yeah. But, you know, Watsy's probably not going to do that. Hentai adjacent. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world of magic things that... Obviously, magic characters have been sexualized. Obviously, when your target audience is, like teenagers and the bulk of your audience for a very long time was male this happens it's a thing when you go on the internet and you get streamers you're going to get a wide variety of reasons that people are interested in following streamers it's not just because you are the best at magic ever the end or that as mike once said you're a king bastard of magic mountain like that is not it um there's a lot of reasons but (laughs) the program here was them going a bunch of people are streaming our stuff we should make a club for them to be in with very minimal perks that cost us nothing. Yep. Oh, now we're kicking somebody out of that club because we don't like what they're doing. Like, they're giving you something to lose that isn't worth having in the first place. And yeah. now they're choosing who gets to lose it. Now, obviously, like, for the examples we've had of, like, Steve Argyle gets in trouble. Well, Steve Argyle is hired for doing magic art. It's not the same thing here because Steve Argyle is getting paid. <laughs> like... He was actually, you know, treated as, like, a contractor for them. But, like, they're willing to forgive that when they arguably have more of an argument. Of, like, yeah, you know, he used you their... business in the future, then don't do it. Um, like, the thing that Argyle did was use their trademarked characters in a way that they didn't approve They didn't of. approve of. Yeah. Whereas and this like, is... And remember, this has nothing to do with her streaming at all. Yeah. This is because she ha- has an OnlyFans, essentially. So, like, hmm. Hmm. I think, um... Well, if... Okay, Smart ass in chat. If she'd never been picked for the creator program, we wouldn't be having this conversation now, would we? <laughs> so that's so a non-starter. 
the thing that gets you picked for the creator program is having a following. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge that when you're picking people for their influence, you're getting everything that comes with that influence. Yeah. And that applies to whatever your source of influence is, whether it's because people think you're attractive or because you're super charismatic or because you are actually Jace Bellerin and you forgot for a while. Like, it, whatever. Like, that's just what you get with the audience. And she like, has 141,000 Twitter followers. Like, you don't get someone's attention long enough for them to share your stuff and then be like, oh, guess we shouldn't have done that after they've shared your stuff and then get rid of them and not expect them to complain. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, this isn't a thing like they... They were paying her to promote magic and then they found out later, oh my god, she has cleavage what this was this was what she was doing she decided to stream arena and got into the creator program and then later they went oh my god she has cleavage pixels and cut her out like either vet her in the first place and be like "Mm, no or just don't and also just keep in mind we're not saying they need to hire her like I'm worried that some of the reactions are like, well, what what do you want them to do? I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying they should do anything differently. It's just acknowledge that if you go to someone for having an audience, you shouldn't be surprised that they talk to their audience about what you did. Yeah. Um, but and it's this isn't even about her. This is about Watsy. Yeah. And their bad decisions. And the fact that like ultimately this is about what <laughs> a female streamer did when they've forgiven so much crap from their male streamers. (laughs) Sorry, uh, Gloppy just said in chat, I think expecting them to know who they're working with is too much credit. Clearly. (laughs) Yeah. But this is a... It's an example of a repeating problem with WotC, where they have a short-term goal, and they cast a really wide net... To reach that short-term goal. I want a whole bunch of people. I want everyone talking about this. I want to get as many voices in here as I can. I want to get all that attention. And then after they've got everything in that net, they're like, oh, well, I want to let that thing out. But it's really hard to pull one thing out of a net without opening the net. (laughs) And this is the world of online PR. It is. But especially a company that is like, no, no. We're progressive. You can trust us. Ding. And then this. No. I'm really I'm really seeing this as a case of, and I've seen this in other companies, like ones I've worked at, ones I've worked with, um, ones I know people at, uh, where one side is like the gung-ho marketing acquisition side, and the other side is the retention gets really worried because we might be upsetting our existing audience side. And if they're not coordinating, then one side's going to grab a whole bunch of things that might upset the other side, and then they have to backtrack it in public, and that's terrible. Um, Just more signs of the strategy not really being there. Yeah. So, while we're on Watsy being a terrible company, let's move on. Hey, look. Uh, Orion D. Black, who is a non-binary person of color who up until recently very recently was a uh wizards of the coast contractor i believe outside contractor for dungeons and dragons and uh they wrote a big long 
twit longer here that so the link to the the tweet will be in the show notes but i read this and got mad because it's essentially hey as a person of color that worked with any aspect of wizards of the coast they didn't treat me well didn't care passed me over blah da 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 what the horrible crap that you would expect based on the stuff we've talked about over the last few months. Yeah. All of that. So yeah, I highly recommend you go read this because one, it's heartbreaking, but two, it's very, very eye opening. And it's, it's just awful. Like, Watsy is is a terrible company, not just on the magic side. It turns out, but on the whole, and... I think a lot of the um, really well honed PR from the last two decades is starting to rub off pretty badly under more detailed scrutiny as people are being more open about their experiences. And don't be shocked if there's more. Oh, there's lots more. Hey, look, more D&D stuff. Uh, a, a module for D&D called Curse of Hearts. Which is... Uh, well, it's it's got here a house full of gay vampires. And Check it says... Out. Steak... Does that say steak? Hang on, I can click on it and make it bigger, stupid. Steak some naughty vampires. So it's about gay vampires. And it's it's very sexy, right? Uh, well, right. the creator of this, Oliver Clegg, has this long tweet thread here about stuff that is freely available on the uh, the store. But how a bunch of his stuff, because it's gay, was asked to be censored because it's fine to have mostly naked. Women, but if you have mostly naked men, people go, Ugh. come on now. Yeah. That's some really blatant double standard stuff. Like, yeah. So, like, here we have his image that was asked to be censored, and then over here is stuff that's just freely available in the shop. Like, come on, man. What's wrong with you, Watsy? Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, the game where naked nymphs will literally naked you to blindness as their main attack is like, yeah, but that guy's wearing chaps. <laughs> <laughs> like, alright. So, like, and it's... The, the problem with this is not that it was... They asked him to censor it because it's too sexy. They they asked him to censor it because it's too sexy and men. Which, again, Watsy's like, no, really. We're all awesome and progressive. You can trust us, wink. And then, no, they're really not at all in the slightest at all. So, yeah, oh, it was actually, uh, his his module was actually deactivated by the Dungeon Masters Guild. Mm. Because it was too provocative, whereas all this other stuff that shows provocatively dressed women is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always a problem. 
And then, of course, whoops, D&D did what companies do and have this long thread about how they're taking steps to address the legacy of ethnic, racial, and gender prejudice in some old products, and they've added a disclaimer. But they don't go into any specifics. They don't... I mean, there's a lot. They don't say what it is, the steps they're taking. They just threw that out there, as WotC does, in the hopes that people will go, good job, and then let them continue on with what they usually do. Now, adding the disclaimer to the old things that are problematic, that's fine. You know, that that's cool. That's like uh, on the, the Looney Tunes Golden Collections. Uh, on some of the later ones, they have... Uh, crap, who was it? Was it Whoopi Goldberg? I think they have Whoopi Goldberg come out and be like, Look, we're going to show you these cartoons the way they were originally made. But... Uh, this is awful. It was awful then. It's awful now, but it was more socially acceptable then. But we don't want to pretend the history didn't happen. So we're just going to show you these cartoons the way they were originally made. And it's got some racist and sexist, just awful yeah. nonsense in it. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's fine. But then saying that, yeah, we're taking further steps without bothering to delineate them. It's just more corporate nonsense that Watsi is really good at so yeah and Zane Beg, of course uh, started taking them to task on this with some uh, with some retweets that uh, I'm not finding quickly so I'm not going to fool with but <laughs> suffice it to say it's not hard to find these things like i remember um it's like last year while i was doing work stuff i was listening to some people playing through a DD campaign and it was one of the ones that's been printed for several editions of it like going back to the early ones and i'm like wait what really you're doing that that's not subtle that's <laughs> pretty bad Wait, you're playing fifth edition, meaning they did they printed this in the last like ten years? Ooh. Probably anything else you could have done that would be less racist. Good job. <laughs> so yeah. And saying like it's we've recently realized that there might be consequences for doing these horrible things that we built our company on. So we're aware now. Try really, really hard. And when they say we're aware now, what they mean is we notice this affecting our bottom line. They're aware of consequences now. Yeah. What it is. They were always I aware. There's no one in Watsi who's not aware that there's some problematic things in their games for years. Yeah. So, and then that leads me to our final Twitter link here. Uh which I just thought was funny, Lawrence Harmon outlined the MTG Twitter outrage cycle timeline. Uh, week one, Watsi does something to piss X group off. Uh, week one, X community expresses vocal outrage. Late week one or early week two, Watsi issues a rust response. It is not accepted well. Uh, two to three days later, Watsi walks back their action to adjust to the outrage. 
late week two or early week three, back padding begins. Community commends Watsy for their action. Week five, community has forgotten what happened. Repeat cycle every six to eight weeks. Which is accurate. I mean, that is actually how you do some kinds of PR. Um, Do just enough to imply that you did something. Without actually having to do something. Yeah, he later Uh, adds COVID update, repeat cycle every two to three weeks. And then a week later, COVID update, repeat cycle every week. Because Watsi's just bad at it here lately. Yeah. But I saw this and uh, I almost died because I was laughing so hard. So Don't be shocked if people just start linking to this thread every time it happens again and it becomes like that Onion article that keeps getting republished. Yeah. Still accurate. But... And there's one person in stat chain, Twitter outrage is impotent and represents such a small percentage of the player base. Does it, though? Like, it doesn't matter if the Twitter outrage is a large percentage of the player base or not. If the things that Twitter is outraged about are actually real. Yeah, like, if... Realistically, the people on Twitter are going to be the ones who are vocal. But if you think the only people that have these opinions are the ones that are shouting about it, then you know way more extroverts than I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you have to acknowledge that they're not the only part of the demographic, but as the ones who are probably more invested, they're at least going to get more attention. Yeah. But also, rampant racism and sexism and whatnot, like, that's even if that's only Twitter outrage, that's still bad and needs to be addressed. Yeah, like, in the best case scenario, we're wrong, and they're still putting out all of these really bad signals, and they still need to learn how to deal with that. And yeah. in every other scenario, it's worse than that. Um, yeah. Lots of suffering in a lot of ways from their essential lack of diversity for so long that they don't even realize when th- things that they're doing are upsetting people. Yeah. And we're not looking the other way anymore. Yeah, like, there's a big difference between pointless Twitter outrage and actual outrage. Yeah, this is not people being upset over the folding of their $20 bill. Like, this is real issues that actually have real consequences for real people. Yeah, this isn't people still complaining that they haven't gotten one of their secret layer drops, even though they should have known they weren't because there's a global pandemic going. This isn't even people complaining about whether or not their hell vault was shiny. Like, this is <laughs> a very cool world. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I kind of miss when they were only complaining about stupid things. But I do, really, I do miss that. We were already there and we just didn't know it. Yeah. I, I do miss the days when I could see Twitter getting upset about something and going, oh, shut up. Because I did yeah. that a lot on this very show. Because people on, uh, in the magic community get upset about the stupidest crap. But the stuff here lately is not the stupidest crap. And if it is, we don't talk about it much on this show. Yeah, we've actually prioritized the things that we're focused on. Because I promise you, they're still getting upset about stupid crap. Yeah. It's still Twitter. It's just a bit easier to find the bigger stuff because it's getting way more attention right now. Because hierarchy of needs and whatnot. Yeah. 
So, all right. That's enough of Watsy Sucks. I was very stern uh, on being against Magic players complaining, yeah. I mean, I am proud of you for deleting Twitter, but that doesn't mean there there aren't problems. (laughs) And just because you aren't aware of them because you're not on Twitter doesn't mean they're not still problems, so... I'm just like, saying. I, I don't sit here and read Twitter all the time like I used to either because it was, quite frankly, a depressing endeavor. Um, yeah. But whenever I pull it up, I'm like, right, all of those problems are still here. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I discovered a term uh, sometime during the pandemic called doom scrolling. One of my um, coworkers actually used that in a normal work context earlier today. That's fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, I found myself doom scrolling on Twitter a lot just to see now what's gone horribly wrong. Jesus Christ. Not just in magic, just like in general. Yeah. Like I'll cycle through two or three news websites on my phone like once an hour just to see if we're all dead yet. (laughs) Um, And it's not like I want to find anything. It's just, you know, like... Enough stuff is happening quickly enough that I feel like if I don't, then I'm going to miss out on something. Because the news cycle is so quick that it might actually fall off. And then three months from now, everyone will be like, hey, you remember that time the moon fell? I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, the moon, it just fell. I'm like, how does the moon fall? I don't know. I mean, we stopped looking at it when Mars fell. Why is everything falling? Because the sky's broken. Oh. Wow, I, I skipped right past that and just saw that we were upset that Sabrina got canceled. Like, dude, where have you been for the last three weeks? For like three weeks? How long has the sky been broken? I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> Isn't this the mana pool? What's going on? Man. Yeah, if you're not on Twitter, if you play video games, holy God, you're missing stuff because. Hmm. Hmm. You think Watsy's bad. <laughs> Turns out uh, Ubisoft is the actual worst. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, anyway, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Hang on, where's the proper... There we go. So over on the Commander website, the July 2020 update happened. There were no band changes. Uh, they've implemented the uh, Commander's Dying thing. And I love that title. What? Commanders now die like other creatures with the quotes around die. Yeah. Uh, they've also changed. Commander no longer uses the vintage band list as a basis for our band list because of Luris. Yeah. So they've just decoupled themselves from that in general. Yeah. It, it cuts on the simplicity, but it makes sense. Yeah. And, oh yeah, they banned the culturally offensive cards the same time that Watsy did, but we talked about that at the time. So really there's nothing super new here other than not using the ban list, uh, the vintage ban list as a basis, but whatever, same thing. All right. Do what? Commanders die when they are killed. Yeah, they do. Uh, hey! 
if you live in the U.S. or in Latin America, apparently, I don't know how things are going in Latin America as far as uh, the plague nation attacking, because things are so bad in this country that I can't look at other countries because literally everywhere has it better than us. I think we're worse than Brazil now, right? I mean, have we cut off Florida yet? Because that could be a deal breaker. Uh, no, but I think Florida actually is, like, the worst place for COVID in the world now. Or if it's not, it's one of them. I I believe it is. And Um, that's terrifying, because I live in the same country as that place. Yeah. But, anyway. uh, In-store events have been suspended again in uh, the U.S. and Latin America. And yeah, the uh, the wording on this is a little silly. In-store play suspension temporarily reinstated. What? And there was at least one person in the uh, the Discord server who just like glanced at the title and went, <sighs> and then they actually read it again. It's no wait. That says wait because it's worded in a really stupid way. But it's it's lasting through the Zendikar Rising pre-release because. Here in the U.S., COVID-19 is awful, and the leadership has decided the best way to deal with it is to go, la, 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 la. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, if you were to go to an in-store event at this point in time, your cards would be safer than you, because at least they're sleeved. This is real bad. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no more in-store play in this country or in Latin America, which is the right thing to do because Magic players are stupid and will go to the store and play anyway. So, yeah. It's one of those things where, understandably, people who run local game stores are already financially screwed because it's a terrible idea. Um... This is not helping them, but, like, people showing up and dying is also not helping them. So, here we are. Yeah. Had our country done what other countries did and said, everybody shut everything down, we're going to ramp up testing, here's a bunch of money so you don't have to lose your home and your business, it would have been awesome. But it didn't. It said, okay, we're going to shut everything down and then it'll go away magically. And it didn't, because it's not how science works, idiot. So, yeah. Uh, this is a large sticking point I have for uh, our uh, current administration. For anyone who's listening to this show in the future. One, um, why? One, good job. We got there. High fives all around. Go team. We made it to the future. Um, <laughs> but two, it's like, yeah, here's your like bookmark for a period of time. Like... This is one of the many, 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 many Mondays where America sucks. <laughs> Please mark your advent calendar accordingly. Yeah. American exceptionalism is totally a thing. Just not in the way that... Just in another direction. American propaganda has been shoving down our throats since we were little. Worst strike. <laughs> anyway, so that was a slight detour while we talked about that. But hey... This country sucks. All right, moving on. 
hey, look, because this country sucks and that's where Wizards is, and also a lot of Magic Pros are in the U.S., and we're not allowed to go anywhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah, our passports are not. Uh, yeah, so the Mythic Invitational has been moved back. Now it's September 10th through the 13th. I don't know anything about that. And honestly, I don't care. Once it gets closer, we'll talk about it. They're pushing it back, though, for reasons. And also, so we can get Amonkhet remastered into Arena. So, yay. That'll give them some time to fix any potential problems before the Invitational happens. And then, uh... Yeah, the next year of Magic Esports. So starting tomorrow, thanks, Watsy, for us with Monday news shows. Uh, hey, that means news. They're going to be revealing the vision and plan for a 2020-2021 es- Magic Esports season. Disrupted by COVID-19. Wow. Nice nice copywriting on that there, y'all. Ouch. COVID, the one thing that even my stupid phone's autocorrect knows now is COVID. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's probably one of those things where their autocorrect is like, oh, it's all capital letters. I don't have to look at that. That That is a problem, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess they'll announce more tomorrow. But it's going to be events and structure for the MPL, the Rivals League and a wide range of information that affects every level of competitive magic. So, all of it. All of it. So I guess keep an eye out for that later. And then uh, there's more Magic Esports. Arena's July 2020 rank season is underway. Yeah, because it's July. We know that. What? Checks out. And then next weekend is the Players Tour Finals. Where the top players from all seven players tours uh, will be joined by the MPL to battle for $250,000 in prizes. So that's July 25th and 26th. And then the following Saturday, August the 1st, is when the top eight playoff from the player store finals will happen. So that's going to be a whole great big thing. Plus a week of content leading up to the top eight. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what a week of content is. I, I, <laughs> it's not even being cynical. I legitimately have no idea what they're going to do. I guess I'll look back at the seven players tour events and then the, f- f- the fight. I don't, I don't know. That's weird. I'm kind of hoping it's like a behind the music retrospective on like exactly one of them. Chosen at random. <laughs> COVID. Huh. All right. So that's all of the Watsy's terrible and Magic the card game news we have. But there's one more thing that popped up uh, a few weeks ago, but we haven't recorded since then because not much has happened. Yeah. And that is we've they've revealed by they I mean. Uh, uh, damn it! Who makes this game? Uh, cryptic. Do what? Cryptic. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Magic Legends, that Diablo-looking MMO for Magic. You remember that? Yeah, well, where you could be not Chandra for that demo. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. Uh, they they've revealed. A, a glance at how monetization is gonna work, which seems good. Uh, so they're not selling content updates or playable missions. All of the actual gameplay is free to play. I gotta quit doing the okay. So that's cool. Uh, look, I'd made the okay symbol in my brain shut off again. I promise I'm not a white supremacist. I hate white people. <laughs> it's true. He hates white people more than most people. And I've been saying that for years. <laughs> This is one of the good things about being on the internet, like having weekly content of myself talking going out for like 13 years, is people can go back and be like, wow, he did hate white people back then. There are like literally a thousand plus episodes of you hating white people. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. But anyway, uh, bunch of assholes stealing simple hand gestures, so now I feel all weird when I find myself making them. God. Yeah. That's what gives them power. Here, I'll just do this every time. Just do the wiggy, wiggy, wiggy fingers thing. So, uh, but yeah, they want the game, like so many of the cryptic MMOs, to be just free to play. But they still have to make money on it because they're not going to give you a giant game like this for free, of course. Yeah. And so they actually say, because booster packs are a thing in Magic, we're doing that to make money off of you too. So... Booster packs would be a way to collect spells and shards of spells in order to expand and level your spell library. Now, booster packs are optional, of course. You can play with whatever the starter classes are and play the whole game. Uh, Let's see here. You'll also get unique artifacts, unique spells, and even a unique class. A Hmm. unique class? Yeah. Yeah. Because the the classes in this are the like types of ma- uh, right. yeah so. no it's more about, like when they say unique I'm just like so you can definitely finish the game with what's available but you won't get all of the game without buying boosters right right but that's how the free to play games go so and that's usually how it is it's just I'm clarifying that because like they clarified before not selling content updates or playable missions they're just selling you a middle step to those. Exactly. And uh, Chifuji in chat says, gotcha sense tingling. Yep. Yeah, that's how you do. Admittedly, magic has always been gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Explain what that means real quick, would you, Bill? Uh, Gotcha games are like um, any game that has a randomized element that determines what you get. And there's usually differing levels of rarity. And usually the good stuff is more rare, you know, like magic. What? Uh, yeah, it's named after gachapon machines in Japan, which are like, if you ever, if you remember going to a grocery store in America and like those little bubble machines in the front that you put quarters in and then yep. you get random crap out of them. Yep. Um, Japan has those, but times a billion and of varying prices upwards of like five to $10 in some cases, you know, like magic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially what this is saying. There's also going to be a battle pass because 
all games need a battle pass these days where you'll get as you progress you'll get stuff but if you buy the battle pass you'll get more stuff hey that makes sense yeah but so let's see in addition to classes that are included in the game for free we'll be selling themed planeswalker classes they give you more class options to choose from when constructing your loadouts these classes will have their own progression trees, traits, spark powers, abilities, and a unique costume. Ooh, costumes. And it says, as before, these classes are not more powerful than the free classes that exist in the game, but are different from the, ple- the free classes horizontally. Yeah, it says earlier up here, the Geomancer and the Mind Mage are equally powerful ways to experience the multiverse, but they offer different and unique gameplay experiences. So, essentially, instead of selling you expansions like Diablo... They're going to be selling you classes and goodies. So, one thing to note here is, you know, for the line, don't give you a power advantage. Um, This is not legal text. This is an article releasing things. Yes. And information. So, like, a year from now when, big surprise, a game is not perfectly balanced, this is not going to be your rationale for saying that you were lied to. (laughs) with with mythic rares and everything else every time anyone has ever said this like they can't guarantee it will be balanced nothing can guarantee it will be balanced that's just the goal yeah saying it now because I've seen this a million times in a million games they'll try they will fail but they will try so yeah, there you go. It says, we'll run events that feature free content and unique rewards regularly. Event rewards will range from new spells and artifacts to new playable classes and more. Uh, lastly, be offering a variety of convenience items at launch. And this is where the mobile monetization market comes from. Comes in. Uh, such as loadout slots, deck slots, XP boosts. That should be a big red flag. And other items that assist with leveling throughout the game. None of these are required, but they do allow for faster progress if you would prefer to level up more quickly or catch up to friends that are ahead of you. That's how they get you. Yup. Now, if those friends that were ahead of you really wanted to play with you, they'd make a new character on the same level as you. Those bastards. As anyone who's ever played an MMO knows, nah. (laughs) Nah. So, yeah, I... Your friend wants to get into the game. They're paying money to catch up to where you are. Or they're not a good enough friend. Like, I was I was all hyped for this when they first announced it. But then after reading this, I went... <sighs> because I would rather they charged, you know, 60 bucks for this. Yes, uh, 100%. Or... I absolutely pay a flat amount of money to have a game. Yeah. And not be thrown into the cycle of... Let's just dig our way through and spend more money. Because the thing is, they're definitely going to have events. And there's going to be an event pops up that has something that you're only going to be able to get during that event. And you're not going to have enough time to grind it. You're going to buy it. Because that's how it works. (laughs) Like, that is how these things work. That is the entire psychology of it. As someone who spends enough money on one of these things already, (laughs) I am passing now. But I thought it would have been fun to hop on this with, like, Chewie and the dorks who are interested and just go running around being cool planeswalker nonsense for a stream. 
Now I'm like, I don't want to jump in there for free and then realize how much more miserable I am at this game than my friends who are spending money and then get pulled in. Gloppy said, so to recap, loot boxes, battle pass, XP boosters, and premium content. Uh, I... It depends on what you mean by premium content, but the rest, yes, totally, 100%. I think premium content in this case is stuff you can't get without paying money. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. That's what I'm assuming, because, yeah, like, in in most of the gotcha-style games, they tell you you can get everything, but the actual time, commitment, and resource availability makes it not actually a thing that you will be able to do. You just can get a shot at everything. Like, but if you want to have more chances and you want to get specific things, you're probably spending money. Yeah. Like, I was really hyped for this. I would even go so far as to pay, like, a monthly subscription for this. But not the nickel and dime. Obviously, bad for the consumer uh, loot box style thing. Just, I'm not even going to start. So, the death of a thousand cuts is not how I want to game. Yeah. Well, not how I want to game in multiple places, at least. So, for the games that exist where it's just one player, so it doesn't matter how quickly you go through it, you can do this. I, I think that that's something that people can sustain. It might be boring. You might be like, well, spend $5 now and get more out of my time later. You can decide to do that. But once there are other players and your power levels are different, now it becomes pay money to play with my friends yeah and keep up with them because one of your friends will definitely be more hardcore than you or you'll be that friend and either way someone's got to pay money to keep it going or it's no longer the thing that all of you signed up for together yeah it's 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 a bummer Uh, but it's how but it sucks it's how they do free to play like like, I'm glad that it's free to play with these, because if it charged you 60 bucks and still had all this, I'd be pissed. And then it would actually be an EA product. Yeah, right? So, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but that's how modern games are. It is the most cost-effective game money model. Yeah, and because the the trust and well-being of your players isn't what's important, the bottom line is what's important. I've been watching a lot of Jim Sterling lately. Can you tell? I mean, <laughs> fair. Like, it, it's definitely one of those things where the mobile industry normalizing microtransactions and the fact that, like, we don't actually have laws governing what's essentially the most available form of gambling you'll ever get yup like i still remember when online poker was the biggest taboo like this is targeted at children and like adults who are similar to children like yeah you gotta get all the money out of that stone while you can before places start shutting down loot boxes. And this is definitely going to be one of them. Yeah. But Hey, it it looks pretty. It does look pretty. Like I'm, this is really disappointing because I was really excited for this game. I I wanted to Diablo for like a weekend. 
Yeah. Like, not even play it forever. Just spend my 50, 60 bucks, hop online with friends, power through all the content that exists, and maybe in, like, six months, grab a DLC. Um, that is not what we do. Yeah, Cryptic is known for their, like, free-to-play MMOs, and that's what it is, which means they've got to nickel and dime people to death and go whale fishing and all of that. That so. said, if this is your thing and you play it and you're enjoying it, that's cool. That is cool. Just understand that the speed that you progress in, like, say, the first 10 hours will slow down. <laughs> that is the entire plan. It yeah. is on a curve. By design. Accomplish a ton in the early game, and then you'll want to get that high back, and you won't be able to without spending money. And that's when you have to really pay attention to what you're doing. Um, if you And, like, this goes for anything that you play, especially on your phone. Like, if you have Android... Turn on the alerts that tell you how much money you've spent in a given period of time. Then you're at least not surprised later. <laughs> you, you might still do it, but you're not surprised. These are things that you can do. Because a dollar here, a dollar there is a lot of dollars at the end of the month. Yup. So there you go. That's yep. all the magic news we've got. Yeah. So I guess we're done. I think so. Um. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Squee Goblin Bob. There's no I in Goblin because I sold it to fund my Gotcha game addiction. Uh, it's very sad, but I mean, you know what? It'll probably come back on the next write up banner. I hope for it. Um, and then I'll spend even more money to get it back. But as for what I actually do on Twitter, like lately, it's really just been posting whatever music playlist I'm listening to at work. Because I've been jamming through so many musical playlists lately. Um, I'm working too much to listen to audiobooks like I used to. It's just music now. Um, but I've been making my way through a lot of the the video game remixy stuff again. Um, like last week was the 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary or something. I guess the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy IX. So I popped in the um, one of the like I listened to the entire Final Fantasy IX soundtrack, which I am of a time period where I actually like own it on a disc with this really under detailed all white thing that they thought was cool and was probably pretty dumb. Yeah, was on it, so that's something I guess. Um, Final Fantasy IX had some really good music, but also, like, the Melodies of Life song at the end is still garbage 20 years later. Um, and there's, like, a million remixes of it within the game itself. But online, I started listening to, like, the Final Fantasy Piano Collection, which is, like, amazing. Um, give that a listen if you haven't. Uh, I listened to the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack again because it's still amazing. Um Really, I tend to throw in um, RPG soundtracks because they're kind of made for long, monotonous tasks, which is what <laughs> work. So they're pretty good for that. Um, but yeah, if you're ever wondering or looking for stuff, just pull up. Um, it's the only time I use hashtags correctly. Um, and that's a conscious choice because normally the, the joke is that Squee does not understand hashtags. So they're just it's always a unique hashtag that's useless. Um, but I started using Squee No Iron Tunes for the different YouTube playlists, mostly so I can find them later and like give them a go. They're 
they've all been pretty good to me and they'll tend to feed into other similar ones due to how YouTube algorithms work. So it's kind of nice if you just need something in the background. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, in terms of games since the last time we did a show, I finished Crisis Core. Um, appropriately depressing. I think everyone knows that going in. Um, but yeah, uh, so I finished Crisis Core. I started the mobile game that was released in Japan in 2004, where you play as the Turks. And wow. It, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, it was released on only Japanese mobile phones in 2004. And only a few models actually had the specs to play it. <laughs> so you can't find it. It does not exist legit. Um, so some guy took all the assets out of, like, a rip of the game and rebuilt the game in RPG Maker 2003. Of all things. Wow. And so you can play through the Turks mobile game with all the dialogue, all the everything, in RPG Maker 2003, if you want that experience. Um, it's not perfect because That's it's amazing. a game system, but I'm just, I'm entertained that it exists. He did this this year. This wasn't like he did it in 2005 and you just, it's still around. He did this over like the last year or two. And yeah, so like a lot of the gameplay functionality is kind of quirky because it's RPG Maker, but yeah. if you've ever been curious about the Turks mobile game for Final Fantasy VII, it's out there to play. Um, I installed it on my phone in an emulator so that it can at least kind of have the experience. Um, it's quirky. I, I'm not going to call it good, <laughs> but <laughs> it's oh, an experience. Um, so that's been neat. And um, I haven't finished Last of Us 2 yet, so still continue to not spoil that for me. Um, I've been busy and tired, and Last of Us is psychologically draining, so I haven't really been in the mood to be sad. So I just sort of going to hold that one off for a little bit. Um, but Fair I am enough. enjoying it when I do play it. And finally, according ooh, to Audible... Ooh, spoilers, Bill! Probably somebody dies at some point, probably. That does sound like a zombie setting. That's what I know about the uh, the, the world of The Last of Us 2, is that probably somebody dies at some point. Seems likely. I mean, I killed a bunch of people just playing it, so, you know. See? How self-fulfilling. <laughs> um, I will say, like, yeah, like 4K murder, HDR, mm, that's brutal. <laughs> They're not holding back. Um. That's just like the kind of stuff that, you know, Mortal Kombat's like, ooh, maybe, maybe dial it back. <laughs> um, so that's special. But yeah, um, the other thing that I wanted to note is that while I just said that when it comes to work, I can't listen to audiobooks anymore. Uh, for the first time in five years, there's a new Dresden book. So I'm going to download that to my phone. And this weekend, I'm probably just going to like cover myself in sunscreen and wear a big hat to block out the day star and then just go for a really long walk and listen to a lot of Dresden book. Um, yeah. And then in two months I get another one because apparently Jim Butcher's actually been writing books lately. So go figure. 
So that's all my nonsense. On now, if only you could get George R. R. Martin to do that. I I don't expect George R. R. Martin to ever release another book. And I'm not saying that in the crowd of people who's like, oh, he's going to die first. I'm like, no. I think at this point in time, he just enjoys the tease. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever the case there. Like, I also don't remember enough of the books to really jump into one if he did release one because it's been a while and now the fanfic has taken over thanks to the television show that no one likes the ending of. Um, but yeah, I'm going to jump back into the world of Dresden because Dresden is popcorn fiction and that's what I want right now. So that sounds fun. Oh, dude, now that I'm not so broke, I can't afford like three bucks. I should probably like actually start reading those again. Hmm. Go for it, dude. I enjoy them. Um, there's like 16 of them plus side books and gonna be more so yeah i got through i don't know five or six just from the library yeah the library system here in uh this county but then i got to one that they just didn't have yeah and i was like i could try to buy it but that was at the point when you know spending 15 bucks on something i didn't need was stupid and unheard of yeah like i got the whole thing in audiobook and really enjoyed that um James Marsters is reading it and he's great. Like you forget he's Spike pretty quickly, which is nice. So um, I, don't, I never Spike watched Buffy, Buffy, so that didn't even do anything Buffy. for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, he's really good at it. It's just some of the best um, voice work I've heard for audiobooks. Um, that's what I hear, but I still can't do audiobooks. So yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, so I guess that's enough of my meandering. If Clues were here, he would tell you to wear a mask, and he'd be right. Um, yeah. He's currently looking at the sky, so pre- he's supposed to message us if it falls. So I think we're okay. Wait, the comet? Oh, the sky. The sky, yeah. He's doing the sky check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, the, if the comet comes to kill us all, he's supposed to say thanks. So. Yeah. Hopefully he'll remember. I believe in Clues. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, and now I guess it's just a uh, maniple, 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 chewy maniple. Not yet. Hey, if you want to uh, find clues, the best way to do that is on Twitter. It's at La Cluse, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Yeah, L A C L A U Y Z E. Yeah. Did I, did I do that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Good. Ha ha. <laughs> The Y is for science. Well, I mean, Bill Nye has a Y in his name, so... Also for science. And yeah, so so Clues needed one, too. <laughs> Let's say. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, what have I been doing lately? Uh, I finished uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, finally. That was awesome. It's still yeah. my favorite Zelda game. Understandable. Yeah. So the last, I actually edited and rendered the last video of that today, but it'll, it hasn't been uploaded yet. So that'll be up in two or three days from now, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on the Zangetsu only run of Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is way harder than Nightmare Mode. 
because you only have one death per life, whereas in previous versions, you didn't lose a life until all of your characters died. So oh, you could yeah. fall in a hole, go, damn it, and then make your way further, and then get killed by an enemy and go, damn it, and then make your way even further, and then lose a life, and then start back close to yeah. there. Sort of running by Ninja Turtles NES rules. Like, as long as you've got more turtles, you're fine. No, it's even better than that. It's uh, because once you lose all your turtles, well, then you just lose one of your five or six or however many lives. Right, yeah, you're right. So you had whatever your life total is times the number of characters you had, which nice. in normal mode was four, and in nightmare mode was three. But in Zangetsu-only mode, it's just one. So I actually had to continue for the first time ever. Wow. Ever on the second stage! <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the way it works is it, when you encounter your uh, the other characters, you can just kill them. And that will give you an extra ability in Forzangetsu. And that's it. So, like, eventually you'll get a double jump, and then, then later you'll get a dash, which lets you run faster and then jump further. But it's still not enough jump to get you to a bunch of the hidden things that aren't hidden that you can see but you can't get to them because you can't slide and it's too high for you to jump even with your running jump and it so yeah it's way harder than nightmare mode which is named badly so that's not done yet but i think all the videos are done that i have so I need to stream that again. I'm also still looking to finish Shadowgate, but part of one of the side effects of the world being so terrible is that when I get in from the heat and door dashing and the world sucks and I sit down here, I don't want to have to sit and think about things in a point and click game. Because the world being awful is really exhausting. Yeah. And it drains my ability to think. That's why a, a platformer like Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is so good. Because I can play a platformer when I'm three quarters dead. And have. On stream. So. Like, that's fine. But trying to logic. It's not even logic in a point and click adventure game. Trying to point and click adventure game logic my way through things. Takes an area of my brain that is usually only vaguely functional by the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this this makes sense, right, Squee? You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I still haven't finished Shadowgate, because anytime I'm like, oh, play Shadowgate tonight, and then I get home and I'm like, if I try to figure out how, which key goes in that door and how to get past the whatever, yeah. I will kill all my neighbors. So... <laughs> like... Part of the reason I finished Crisis Core before Last of Us was, like, Last of Us is depressing. Part of it is also, like, when I'm playing Last of Us, I want to explore every inch of every area. I want to look around at everything. I want to see everything. I want to interact with everything. Whereas Crisis Core is a trashy PSP game that has a lot of great moments to it, but a completely busted combat system where I became a god and didn't have to worry about anything killing me. And because the maps were largely reused, I didn't actually have to worry about exploring. So I could just wander through and have progress and feel like I did something. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about screwing up and missing something forever because there was nothing to miss. Yeah. 
it's it's a similar thing for me in Shadowgate. So I think once I'm done with uh, now that I'm done with Zelda and once I'm done with uh, Curse of the Moon, whether I'm done with Shadowgate or not, I'm going to start something else. And I'm thinking it's going to be. Look at him right there. Look, he's a little stuffed shovel knight. He's so cute. But I think I'm finally going to go finish uh, Shovel Knight and do King the King Knight uh, campaign. Because it's the only thing left. And I loved all three of the uh, previous campaigns. Which are... Let's see. What did they name the Shovel Knight campaign? Later it got a name. Shovel of Hope, I think. And then Plague of Shadows. And then... Specter Knights campaign. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching you play a Specter Knight, but I don't remember what it was called. I can't remember what it's called. The I do remember that the King Knights campaign is called King of Cards, and apparently it's got like a collectible card game in it as a thing. And I went, "What?" So, <laughs> hmm. and I might try some other stuff like some roguelikes. Uh, I was recently gifted Dead Cells, <gasps> and I've been I've had my eye on Dead Cells for a long time. So Spectre I might do some of, of that. Do what? Is it Spectre of Torment? Spectre of Torment. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Internet. Yeah, and thank you, Magnus, for that, too. I don't know why that one fell out of my brain. It's the most recent one I did. So you'd think... Anyway. But yay. I'm also thinking of doing the side-scrolling creepy kid uh, like puzzle platformers. So... Limbo, Inside, there's a third one, because Limbo is the old one, and then Inside was the one by the same people, so it's the spiritual successor. Little Nightmares, that's that's by different people, but it's the same idea. So at some point I'm going to start playing through those too. I might not do all of them back to back to back because side-scrolling puzzle platformers tend to get a little samey if you do them back to back to back. And I don't want to get sick of it, you know, halfway through the second one. Do what? You want to actually enjoy it. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, outside of that, I've still been playing Hearthstone and Dota Underlords and occasionally I even play Heroes of the Storm with Gothic. Oh, and we play Killing Floor on Tuesdays. Yes! That's why we don't stream on Tuesdays. It's because we're playing Killing Floor. (laughs) Two. Killing Floor 2. We all get together in a party and murder zombies. Yeah. If you have Killing Floor 2, get a group of people that all have Killing Floor 2 and play it with your friends. It's awesome to play with friends. (laughs) Uh, Turn down the volume when you start the game. Dear God, yes. Don't put on the headset... Until after the like, intro. Leave the headset on the table. Go in the kitchen and start making a meal because it's going to take forever to load. You'll still hear it from the headphones from the kitchen. <laughs> That's how you know it's ready. Yeah. And then go play the Lovecraft level because it's the best. What's it called? The Sanitarium? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it's anyway. the best level, Like, easily. It's so good. We kept finding awesome things to look at. <laughs> 
But anyway, so yeah, there you go. That's that's what that's what I've been doing here lately, and reading through my comics. Bill, I'm in the Age of Apocalypse. Oh, dude, the first yeah. time. Do what? The first Age of Apocalypse. The. I don't know the, you know the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They went back later. No, no, no. The first one. That's the only one I have. But Marvel has this tendency of reusing the same story and keeping the same name, and it's really annoying. But yeah. But yeah. Back when right. it was the novelty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually the next one I pick up will be the first of the number three. So I'm halfway through. Cool. And I've forgotten how depressing it was. Yeah. Like for those of you that don't know in, uh, I think it was 95. This ran through 95, part of 95 and part of 96. If I remember correctly, uh, they canceled all of the X-Men titles for four months and replaced them with something else. Because somebody went back in time to kill Magneto, missed, and killed Xavier. And Apocalypse woke up early and took over half the planet. Not kidding. And so this storyline is in that world. And it's horribly depressing. Not just because of the setting. Because all of the characters are just asses. Like, everybody sucks. The good guys suck. The bad guys suck. Everybody's just grim and gritty and awful. Yeah, it's the thing that we made fun of about 90s comic books. Like, yeah, it's ever- like really well done, given that it was just a big PR stunt. Yeah. But it's, uh, so, so I'm enjoying it, but it's a bummer. Do what? So that was around 95? Yeah, when I when I looked it up on Wikipedia, it was 95, 96 yeah. is where the date's given, so. Gotcha, because I, I was just thinking that like, Onslaught was, like, right after that. Yeah, yeah. This is the last big thing that I did in comics. Yeah. And because by the time Onslaught started, I had given up. But Scott has all of the Onslaught comics. Yeah. Like, like all of them. I got out around that time because that was when Spider-Man got real bad. So, yeah, as everyone knows. But anyway, so that's what I've been reading. Is Age of Apocalypse. Yay. <laughs> But okay, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up now. So hey, uh, daily YouTube videos and youtube.com slash the manipool of all the stuff that I've just been saying. Oh, also there's a nerf report that went up today in Hearthstone because of uh, nerfs that are coming tomorrow, actually. So that's cool. That was me and Mike, because gotta have Mike to do the nerf report. Duh. And yeah. Uh, I stream basically every night except for Tuesday because we, we play Killing Floor off stream as a way to relax. And uh, sometimes I will take Sundays off or one day throughout the week when I just feel like crap. But usually I stream five nights a week. Saturdays are the watch parties. Uh, Monday is Monday Night Magic if we're doing one. Thursdays the mana pool if we're doing one. And any of those, if we're not doing whatever the schedule thing is, is video games. Oh, and Fridays are my post dash uh, Skyrim and chill. Yay! Where I play Skyrim and just for hours, and we hang out and talk about whatever and chat. So come join me Friday nights. Yay! But okay, <laughs> with that, I'm gonna stop. So hey, patreon.com slash the mana pool if you want to help support what I do. You can get early stuff, you can get the odds and ends, which is behind-the-scenes nonsense, and you can get the sponsorship shout-out. Hey! Sponsorship shout-out. Uh, so, 
because Patreon is always oh so helpful, they have re- removed the page where I usually read all of that. So now these are in a different order, so I'm going to stumble through them now. You ready? Okay. I have them sorted by something different. I don't know. There's no... I have no idea how they were sorted on the previous patron manager. Do what? Patrons on shuffle. Yeah. So here we go. I've got Al, Scuzzo, John Parker, Jake Jansons, Beardy Man, uh, Timmy Uhelis Haru, PJ McMullen, the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Oh, he's not at the end. It's weird. <laughs> Jason Kaus, Andrew Hunt, Lance Delicious, Cody Buckowing, Casey, Jeff Spencer, Denny Leal, John Morris, Connor Kennedy. Hang on. This is a person with a different name. Backwards Logic. Haha. Aleph Cat, ALK Alters, and Gothic Man. <clears throat> <laughs> Yay. Thank you all so very much for your support. I quite I literally. The last one this week. The only time that's ever happened. Yeah. I'll try to sort these by different things every week so I never get into a rut again, I guess. Why not? If I remember. But anyway, anyway. So yeah, with that, we'll be done with Monday Night Magic number 694. Thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play whatever you want because Watsy's terrible. (laughs) 